Good afternoon and welcome to Talk and Tea with Amanda. I hope this reaches all of you well. Today is Monday, July 20th. If we can believe that it's already mid-July and that we're moving into another month. Um, the summer is just going by so quickly. I don't know if you all feel that same way, but um, the months and days and weeks just seem to be flying by. So today's podcast, I wanted to choose something that where I could incorporate poetry. So today's podcast title is The Poetry of Grief. Because if you've ever been in, in grief, you know that it's not a linear experience. It has dips, it has highs and lows and valleys and hills. And much like poetry that isn't linear, that has a certain cadence to it. Um, but before we go there, as usual, I'd like for us to settle in and take just a few moments to find our center with our tea. I hope you have your favorite tea with you, or maybe it's a brand new tea. Today I'm drinking Bengal spice. As I inhale its scent, cinnamon comes to my nostrils. So this is a very cinnamony tea. So just allow yourself to get settled in your chair. Whether you're holding your tea safely, you place in one hand close to it, but not close enough to get burned if you have a really hot mug. Take a moment to inhale the scent of your tea. And notice how you're able to inhale a little bit deeper. And close your eyes. Let the moment wrap itself around you, tenderly, softly, with a deep sense of ease. Allow your breath to flow naturally into your body, into the space that you're occupying. And all that we can truly do in this moment is just allow ourselves to be, to experience being, to put aside everything else for right now and just experience this spaciousness, this you without the need or want for anything else. And so I invite you to step into that place with yourself to be witness to yourself, to this experience that we're going to move into, to become curious and to explore what spirit has in store for us in this podcast session. So breathing in as deeply as you can through your nostrils. If you're feeling a little tense, breathe out through the mouth and let go. Let the exhalation create an ease within your body. You can let go of any 
worries, any anxieties that you might be holding up to this moment. Give yourself the gift of surrender. And the surrender isn't for anyone else. The surrender is for you. The surrender is for you to come into a state of balance and homeostasis for yourself so you can feel good about this moment. Take a few more moments with your breath, the scent of your tea, the warmth of your tea. Good. And when you're ready, let's take a sip. Mm, that's really good. That cinnamon hits the middle of my tongue and it's, it's lovely. It's like having something that's sweet without the sugar, without the calories. So feel free to please drink your tea as we go along in this session today. So I'd like to start off with a poem by John O'Donio. This is from his book, and I love John O'Donio because he's an amazing author and poet. And this is his book, To Bless the Space Between Us, the Book of Blessings. And I've read this poem on grief several times, and I've, I've read it to several people in grief workshops, death and dying workshops as well. And for grief, this is what he says. When you lose someone you love, your life becomes strange. The ground beneath you gets fragile. Your thoughts make your eyes unsure. And some dead echo drags your voice down where words have no confidence. Your heart has grown heavy with loss. And though this loss has wounded others too, no one knows what has been taken from you, and the silence of absence deepens. Flickers of guilt kindle regret for all that was left unsaid or undone. There are days when you wake up happy, again inside the fullness of life, until the moment breaks and you are thrown back onto the black tide of loss. Days when you have your heart back, when you're able to function well, until in the middle of work or encounter, suddenly with no warning, you're ambushed by grief. It becomes hard to trust yourself. All you can depend on now is that sorrow will remain faithful to itself. More than you, it knows its way and will find the right time to pull and pull the rope of grief until that coiled hill of tears has reduced to its last drop. Gradually, you will learn acquaintance with the invisible form of your departed. When the work of grief is done, the wound of loss will heal and you will have learned to wean your eyes from the gap in the air and be able to enter the hearth in your soul, where your loved ones has awaited your return all the time. This poem always 
tugs at my heartstring because of its truth. And I could remember so many days and so many nights where the invisible grief comes unexpectedly and it brings with it a release of tears, a pang in the heart, a remembrance, memories of what used to be. But I'm also grateful for the space of grief because it has given me the opportunity. It has taught me as, because I think it's a wise teacher if we choose to look at it in such a way, a mentor almost. It has taught me how to feel, to feel even more. And one of the things that we do when we don't allow ourselves to feel is that we rob ourselves of our humanity when we don't want to look at our aches, our pains, our sufferings, our sorrows, when we can't find the compassion for our own ache and also the ache of the other. Our ability to feel is the gift we have been given from the divine. And so grief for me is a love story. It's a celebration of the love that I had for something or for someone. And it tells the love story. Every tear that drops from my eyes, every mourn or wail that erupts from me, it is a love story being honored. And so I feel that grief, being able to feel is, is the medicine. It's the medicine that will eventually get us to that place where we can inhale and move into that next step, that next stage, that next chapter, that next moment, right? Because oftentimes after we lose someone, one of the overriding thoughts is how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this by myself? How am I going to carry on? How am I going to live without? And what I know is true for me it wasn't necessarily gazing so far into the future, but simply how do I keep going to enter into the next moment and the next moment after that? And so death, loss, grief, it's, it's all a natural cycle of life. And if we can only find the exhalation, if we can only exhale instead of holding ourselves, holding the breath, hold in the pain, we can make room for the acceptance of what is. And you'll have a lot of people that will tell you that it's time to let go. But how do you let go of love? And does love require us to even let go? Right? And what I have found to be a greater space to come into is the space of acceptance. That if I can accept what has happened, then I can easily, with my own sense of awareness at that time, I can easily allow myself to enter into the next moment. And so 
Letting go is a term that is splashed around a lot. And I think sometimes it actually derails our healing. So here's another poem. And I found this one online. Grief. I had my own notions of grief. I thought it was a sad time that followed the death of someone you love and you had to push through it to get to the other side. But I'm learning there is no other side. There is no pushing through, but rather there is absorption, acceptance. Grief is not something you complete, but rather you endure. Grief is not a task to finish and move on but an element of yourself, an alteration of your being, a new way of seeing, a new definition of self. Wow. When I read that, again, there's so much truth to that because the last, the last, the very last sentence, a new definition of self really hits home for me because when my spouse died, when my husband died, I also knew that that part of me that had been married to him for over 20 years, that part of me also died. Not the memories, but the roles that we play. And so I found in the time and space since after that, and next month will make three years, how fast time flies, that I'm coming into birthing a new me. But I can only be here in this birth of this new me if I had given myself permission to be with the grief, to feel the grief, to, to simply be in the dance with it. And that doesn't mean that the dance was a smooth waltz, not at all. It was a wild tango at times, an intense jig. And yet in the moments when I found myself in those spaces, I could give what I had of myself to that experience and to that energy. And so giving ourselves permission to express this grief, to allow it to walk with us, to reveal to us, It's part of the transformational process that grief brings into our life because we're not the same. I think we can all agree that none of us are the same after we lose someone we love. It touches, loss touches that deep part of you that perhaps we didn't even know existed before. And so I want to ask you this question, how do you express your grief? Because it's so different for each and every one of us. None of us expresses grief in the same way. How do you come to this meeting, this, this threshold, this greeting floor, 
with this love story being played out in your heart, right? Because if you can connect and it resonates with you that grief is a love story, how are you choosing to express that love story? Maybe there are moments where you cry. Maybe it's stillness, right? The silence that greets you is, is really all that you can partake of. Maybe it's art. If you're the creative type, art, writing, journaling. Maybe it's telling someone else your story. Rather than keeping the story to yourself, it's sharing the story and allowing that sharing to be the bomb, the healing bomb, the medicine. And each and every time you tell the story again and again and again, there's some aspect of the story that becomes softer and softer and softer. And maybe by doing that, the tears begin to lessen. The heaviness, the weightiness of the grief begins to soften. Maybe it's ceremony. I remember doing after the first year of his passing, my daughters and I did a ceremony to, to honor not just his life, but to honor our life as well and where we were now moving as a unit, the three of us. And we did, I invited some friends, ordered some tasty cupcakes. The girls wrote a letter to their dad. I wrote a letter to my to him. And, and we just had a blessed experience. And the ceremony truly helped to bring together the ache that we were all feeling and to hold the ache in such dignified manner sacred manner so maybe you write your own poetry and you might think i can't write poetry but poetry isn't about rhymes it isn't about getting it right and your words matching far from it poetry is simply what do you care to express that's sitting in your heart and writing that Maybe you simply express your grief by choosing to be so present with all the feelings and emotions that are coming up to you or coming up for you rather. And you have a deeper understanding that rather than hold yourself hostage, that you can hold the memories and you can honor them, but you don't let yourself live there. You know that you have to live here in this present moment. Grief is poetry. So let's take a moment to just pause, breathe. Notice what you're feeling, notice the sensation on your skin. Notice what's coming up for you. Notice the beating of your heart, the flow of your breath. Mm -hmm. 
And maybe somewhere in between this stillness, this spaciousness that you are, you can breathe life and invite life and choose to participate as fully as you can. Maybe that fullness is simply leaving the house, going for a walk in the park. Maybe it's choosing to smile again, choosing to laugh. Maybe it's choosing to forgive yourself. I read, came across this quote from Oprah Winfrey and she said, forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could be any better. And I know for a long time that after my husband passed, I, you go back, you do go back. And you wondered if there was something that you missed, if there was something that could have been done differently. And you get lost in that space. It's like a hamster wheel that you go around trying to catch a glimpse of something that you could have done differently that would have created a different outcome. We'll never know. So maybe there is forgiveness that we can give ourselves to move deeper into acceptance. And the acceptance itself is medicine. Yeah. First step into healing. And so allow yourself to be soft, to be gentle. And I'd like to leave you with one last poem, not, not a poem on grief, but a poem for a new beginning. Right? So we're still in this new moon energy and new moons are always about new beginnings and death, loss, grief. It also signals that there is a new beginning that is seeking us. And this is also by John O'Donoghue, his book, To Bless the Space Between Us. If you haven't picked this book up, I highly suggest it because it's such a fabulous book of poems. For a new beginning. In out of the way places of the heart where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you were ready to emerge. For a long time, it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness growing inside you, noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with the seduction of safety and the gray promises that sameness whispered, heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent, Wondered, would you always live like this? Then the delight 
when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground, your eyes young again with energy and dream, a path of plentitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is at one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease and risk. Soon you will be home in a new rhythm for your soul senses the world that awaits you. Isn't that amazing? It's one of the most powerful poems I've ever read. And the one line that really stands out for me is the line where he says, hold nothing back, learn to find ease and risk. And I've never been a risk taker. I've always played it so safely because I didn't want to flutter, right? The leaves, I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess anything up. And so I always lived my life safely, beckoning security to come, but never flirting with the edge, never risking to become uncomfortable. And what grief has really shown me is I can only grow when I am uncomfortable. I, I don't know who I truly am if I don't take a risk, whether that's an emotional risk or even a physical risk in, in pushing myself to become healthier, to whatever it may be. But learn to find ease and risk. So I hope that you can find your new beginning. Whatever form, area of your life that you might be seeking a new beginning. It's different for each of us. And I just need a tiny little opening where you can see that light shining through and you can dare yourself to say, I'm going to walk towards that light today. And you walk through. So may we all have the courage to embrace this life and all of its offerings. And you know, the offerings aren't all sweet. They don't all smell like roses, but all of the offerings belong because they are there to help us evolve. They're there to help us expand and grow our souls, our heart, our humanity more than anything. The more we can feel, the more we can extend deep compassion deep love to ourselves, the more we can dare to do that for someone else. So we're not numbing ourselves from experience. We're not numbing ourselves from feeling. We're opening ourselves to be full human beings. And so I dare you to become a full human being 
I dare you to feel. So wishing you all an amazing day. And until next week for episode five, where I'll be interviewing Bill Wilder from the Wilder Wellness Center. It's a new center opening in Morrisville. So I'll fill you in more on that as we get closer to next week. But thank you so much for joining me for episode four, The Poetry of Grief. Wishing you an amazing week. Be blessed, be held. Know that you're held in sacred space each and every time. I love you always.